Hey, Saints and Saints, how are you? How y'all doing out there? What up, what up? Out there. Out there. I was real St. Louis for like a quick minute. You weren't. You were more Memphis. But how are you? They sound like, they sound, they say there too. But there, there is a bitch, it's like there. I can't explain it. I'm not from there. <laughs> Why you do It's just, it's a bit round. I'm not, I don't know how to do it. I'm really excited about this podcast. Why? The reason why is because the last couple of times I'm telling you, yo, if we ever do a podcast, uh, what Jackie does a story time is going to be lit, and you kept saying lit. I don't have no lit is not the word. Yeah, it's kind of like like out of style too. I shouldn't have said lit. It is, but uh, <laughs> it's like it's not like a real whole cornball like, uh, swag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm swaggy. Go ahead. No, I kept telling you you have great stories. You do, and it's like, no, you have all the stories. No, You're you the do. storyteller in the that, family. I don't have that many stories, but the, the few <laughs> I have, I guess, are, are worth telling. No, nah, they're, they're really good. Okay. What's the first one you want to tell? You do it. You leading this this shit. Okay. See, what y'all don't understand, the dynamic of 30 Minutes with the Perrys, <laughs> if you've noticed, it is Jackie driving the ship with her questions. But if he wants me to tell stories, that means he needs to do it. Okay, so I think the first story that you should tell is how uh, you almost didn't get get invited. Not invited, but let into Canada. Oh, what? (laughs) What is this? Remember? We didn't talk about this ahead of time. No, 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 no. It was the, the, uh, no, no, not why you didn't get invited into Canada, but the time that you and Mike... I, the reason why Canada. The reason why Canada wouldn't let you in into into the country. They was like, "No, you fugitive." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I had a misdemeanor on my. Oh, Jackie Hill Perry had a misdemeanor. That's not a surprise. I, I think everybody knows that Ooh. I am only who I am by the grace of God. Ooh, I was a whole lesbian. Come on, now. <laughs> let's be clear. I got a poem about it. Oh, it so surely a misdemeanor can't be the worst thing I've ever done. Oh. Anyway, so. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so what happened was, I used to steal all the time. Okay, because he was a thief. No, I was, but I was. This is the reason. It was actually really efficient. So I felt like if I want to go out, a part of going out is you need the outfit, you also need some weed, and you need some money, right? <laughs> <laughs> but to me, I didn't have all three of those at the same time. Okay, and so it was like if I steal the outfit, then I got money for the weed. And so, got it. <laughs> but don't it make sense? Yeah, it's actually a little. It's like it's a little shrewd. So for me, I would go to the mall and just you know steal outfits so I had money for for weed and all the things. Now I never. So basically, you was a drug addict. He was like, I wasn't a drug addict. I just like weed a lot. That was drug addict ish. <laughs> Because it's just like you like pre-planning so you can... But also when you steal, you can get outfits you low-key can't afford. Got it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not advocating for theft. Okay, let's be let's yeah. be clear. Yeah, that, I, I want everybody to know we're not grieves, glorifying... That uh, grieves the Lord's heart. We're not glorifying sin. Just all the funny stories happen when we were in sin. I'm just, <laughs> Go. <laughs> it's true. Even Kim could know that Kim, you can't laugh. You the camera person. You can't laugh at us. Because I'm laughing at Kim. I ain't even laughing at you at this point. Hold on, I gotta wipe my eyes. Oh my goodness! Every make... time we do story time, you start crying. You gonna make me ugly? <laughs> I don't want to be ugly. This is on YouTube now. If this wasn't on YouTube, it wouldn't even matter. Okay, so I don't remember what happened. 
So. Oh, so I never got caught because I was a smart thief. Okay, like all of my skills as a as a <laughs> as a Christian communicator and as a preacher. I had then, like I was observant, I paid attention to people and what they were thinking and all the stuff. And so I would go into places like watching stuff. You know what I'm saying? People I used to steal with, I don't just they just weren't smart, they were impulsive. Right. So I went to the mall with somebody who will remain unnamed. And they were they we the the first mistake was that we went to the mall early. Mm-hmm. Why that was a mistake is because ain't nobody there, and so we're more visible to the workers. First mistake. Second mistake, yeah. we went inside of Macy's in the polo section because this is early two thousands when mm-hmm. polos was like a thing. Yeah, don't go in the section dressed in some Abercrombie looking at polos because right. you already look like oh you can't mm-hmm. you can't afford it you're not supposed to be here so we walk up with the thing and this lady kept looking at us but i'm like i mean i guess i'm not stealing nothing so it has nothing to do so with she me. was profiling y'all but she was right no <laughs> basically because mm. I thought what I'm are they not, up to? I'm not taking up this, so I don't care. And so the person I was with, they saw this really uh it was like this polo vest that was actually really nice and it was like two hundred dollars. I was like, for sure, get it. Like you'll look really nice in the club yeah. with that on. And so You deserve he, it. He, he went into the he went into the dressing room and he needed my help. This was the problem. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll help you break the little security tag off. So I went in with him to help him break the little security tag off or whatever. And then when we came out of the thing, I'm still thinking that, like, my hands are pure and unblemished because I haven't done it. I'm not stealing anything. And the police just, like, rolled up on us on some, like, I don't know, some, like, CIA type. C- oh, I don't man. know why they do that. They do it like it's so, like a, a mission. Like, so as soon as y'all came out the dressing room, they were there? She stopped us like, what are you guys doing? Or something like that. I don't even remember. It was a blur because I was high. And so they pulled up on us and it was just like, come with us. And he grabbed my wrist and it's like, you can loosen up the grip. Like, it's not that intense. I'm not about to run from you. There is no room. Like, I'm not, I'm not a fugitive. And so they took us into the little room and like trying to interrogate us. And it's like, y'all acting like this is like a thing. Like we... (laughs) Like we stole, like we stole an election or something. Like this is Watergate, and so they was trying to ask us all these questions. My friend kept trying to lie. I had this, um, I had a roach. You, y'all know what roaches are? Uh, Not the bug. You, are you asking them? Yeah, the, I don't know if they know what roaches are. So a roach, you want me to tell them what a roach Go is? Ahead. A roach is a blunt that you smoke that's kind of like shriveled down and now it's like a little small little thing Mm -hmm. and uh you kind of like sometimes people grab it with tweezers or if you got like really good skills you can hold it with two fingers and you know it's smoking so it's just a real raggedy drug addict attempt at getting your last little puff out of out of the weed (laughs) so i had the roach in my pocket and i'm like man i gotta get this roach out my pocket because they not finna get me for possession too. And so, <laughs> what a roach? They, they do anything in St. Louis. Oh my goodness! And so I was like, I had the I had the handcuffs on, and I said I need to tie my shoes. And so like I got the roach <laughs> out, and when I went to tie my shoes, I put it under this plant. <laughs> then I came back up, and oh. then they put us in a holding cell, and we were in there for like a couple hours. It was real boring. They took our fingerprints and all the stuff. Well, the the crazy thing is that they didn't let y'all do the whole walk of shame because oh, through the mall. Yeah, we did. Oh, they, they gave I the walk of shame. That part. Because there's no other option. Please tell me about the walk of shame. You just walk through the mall with, with the, handcuffs the... on because they got to make an example out of you. 
So, so basically, but we're so prideful, we think it makes us cool though, because it's like, look at us arrested. Like <laughs> it made us feel like we was thug tight. life. Yeah, that's what it felt like. But the problem was when they let us out of the little holding cell, we had to walk back to the mall, which was like two miles away, and this is before Uber and all the things. So yeah, that was it. And then I had a misdemeanor on my account for ten years, and so when I got saved and delivered and set free, and it was time for us to go to Canada for the PIA tour, they would not let me in because, unbeknownst to me, they did not accept people with misdemeanors yeah. into their country unless you did some paperwork paperwork beforehand. So I had to like show them my page and be like, I promise I'm a new person. I'm changed. Like we were While showing we them look, my Instagram. Like, I'm like I'm I'm literally here for Jesus. Like I'm not on, here. Because we was on a tour bus and we was going into Canada. And so like when you we get into Canada, they come on a tour bus and say everybody could get off. And so they was like Everybody's good to cross the border except you are being her. so dramatic. They did not do that. <laughs> She's a thief. They did not do that. But like, no, they, she was like really adamant about not letting me in. Like you should have prepared. I was like, how was I supposed to know that y'all was gonna bring up something I did when I was eighteen? Yeah. So. And so the grace of God, the people who got Jackie that weekend in Canada, you almost didn't because Ezekiel and, and me, we, we we started talking to them into letting her come, and she she ended up. Here. What's another story that we can tell um, that's good? That's good from you. <laughs> they're you, all negative. <laughs> they, they are all, but they're funny though. So here's the thing, okay? <laughs> so here's the thing. I tell people this all the time. Jackie face falls like she can fight, mm-hmm. but the thing is, she really can't. She's no, not a fighter. I can't. And so I think a <laughs> I think a good story for you to tell. <laughs> I'd be so I'd be so intimidating for no reason. I, I think I think the story that, a good story that you could tell. Is when your friends uh, was about to get into a group fight with these girls. Oh, you like, saying you saying too much? Okay, saying go, too go, much. go 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 go. Okay, so again, can't fight, never have. <laughs> I always wanted to in the back of my mind because it's just it's just one thing you don't want to be in school at a black school is one can't fight or soft. Those two things are yeah. just such bad categories to yeah. live in. And so for me, the problem was I'm over here can't fight, but everybody I'm friends with fights and right. so on one end i feel safe i'm really, <laughs> I'm really protected because i'm not i'm like I'm, i don't hang with scary people yet at the same time if something pops off i, I gotta be like ready to go and i don't know how to go and so that's just gonna be a really how do i do this like i don't i don't i'm gonna just throw some some punches and if they land hopefully it's just i feel like if you ever got to a fight you'd be actually be good at it if you just black out but anyways go that's the part is me thinking too much. Yeah, you, that, you're too much of a thinker. You can't. You got to be a reactor when you fight. That's true. But anyway, so let me say it without saying names because all these people I'm talking about, I'm still cool with. So, <laughs> so I'm over my one friend house. She is a fighter, and she's not an unnecessary fighter. She's one of those people like if she if you if you talk crazy to her she's not going to talk back. She's just going to beat you up. Like, and she was just raised that way. Like mm-hmm. she was cultivated oh, in an environment of, of, it's like, it's a lot like you. So I'm over her house. She has beef with this girl at this other high school. The girl, or I don't remember all the details, but the girl calls my friend and starts talking crazy to her. So my friend is like, okay, come over the house and we could like, we could throw hands. Like we could just stop talking. Meet me over here. Meet me over here. That's very LA, but sure. <laughs> and so she's like, come on over. I'm, I'm really like saying it really too calm, but come over and we could fight. 
And so what ends up happening, though, is that the friend that she got issues with, her people start calling my friend, too, saying, oh, you got issue with my cousin. We finna come over there and da 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 Uh-oh. So it's like, oh, now there's more than one person involved. Gang fight. <laughs> so it's, it's like, good. it becomes like a thing. Ooh. So my friend, her mom is a fighter, too. The mama got involved? The mom. <laughs> you act like you don't know. The mama... <laughs> Juicy. She catches wind of this and Ooh, she wind. pressing. That's how the wind did. Okay, go. You need your, your ADHD medicine. <laughs> and so she comes into the doorway and the mama was she heard about how all these cousins and all these people finna come over her house. And so she was like, um, what did she say? She said something like Hey, she was like, when people come on this door, I'm dropping them. And she was like, and if you ain't ready to fight, you can get the F out. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not ready <laughs> to fight. I, I don't have it in me, but I can't let you know that. And so she over here got a sock and she putting an eight ball and rocks in the sock saying she no. finna swing on whoever come to this doorstep. No, 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 It, no, it was no, just no. so intense. Wait, so, wait, 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 wait. Pause. You just can't say that and keep going. <laughs> so she got a sock. She has a sock. Okay. It's a long sock with rocks in it. So she and she's basically saying that when people come to this door, she finna swing them. So and, this and lady got a tube sock. And she wasn't even like a lady. She was still young. She was one of them young mamas. Wow. But it's like, this is way too intense for me. Like, I was I was, I was, was raised in the black suburbs. I don't know what to do. I, I got a little hood in me because my mama's from the hood, but I just wasn't raised this way. <laughs> I was growing up reading books. And all of that by myself, I was like technically an only child watching Nickelodeon and reading encyclopedias. And I, I know I hang with people that's about this life. I'm not about this life, but I can't let y'all know that. Wait, so, so the, I don't know what to do. The crazy thing is, this she was grown. Yeah. And these were teenagers coming over. Yeah. So she was finna kill some kids. But you gotta think about it. She wasn't gonna kill them. And her. No, mind, no. If you hit somebody in the head with an eight ball, this is the, they're gonna but, die. But you know how it is, though. In her mind, she was like, "I wouldn't have been involved if you were just gonna fight my daughter one on one." But y'all trying to jump so, my daughter. Yeah, it's like you and her, your whole family are trying to jump her. So now we got to be involved. Okay, I can see so the logic. So they, they start calling her cousin. So <laughs> I can it's see the be logic. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, if you try to fight her one on one, we good. Oh, one on one was good, but, but now, now it's fifteen twenty. Y'all? Now it's fifteen kill. You getting these rocks? <laughs> Anyway, so I got to figure out a way to leave without looking soft. So how did you leave? And so I text my guy brother and I said, call me and act like you my mama. (laughs) (laughs) Come back. You got to come back to the mic. That's a real punk move. But it's smart. You it's smart. You <laughs> no, I was really, I was like in my mind, like how can I leave without them like talking about me? So what you do? So, hey, mama. No, he called me. He was like, "What's up?" And I was like, "Oh, you want me to come home now?" <laughs> he was like, he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, "You want me to come home right now? Like something is happening, like with over uh, what's the name house?" And he like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Okay, I'll be on my way." <laughs> And so I got off the phone and I was like, my mama want me to come home. So I'm, I'm, I, I got to go. But let me know what happened. I'll be, I'll be back. Oh, man. I know in the back of their mind, they was like, oh, they dang, old mama didn't call. They, She's so scary. <laughs> She's so scary. 
Yeah, at the same time, my mama was one of the few that was always restricting me. And so it wasn't surprising. Like, I could never go all the places they could go. I could never be out at all the times they could be out. So some of it makes sense. Yeah, that's but, so funny. That was one of the funniest stories ever. Oh, man. She had a tube sock with an egg ball. But you have no idea. <laughs> she was going to be hitting people quarter pocket. You know how I know how I did? Like, when I became a Christian, how, how much of a relief it was to not have to always be on guard. Because, like, in high school, I felt like I was always, like... You always have to be ready to fight or ready to. So you had fight. that. You had that. You had that same fear that I had like early on in my life. Just I had like this deep fear of getting beat up. But you were like eight. I know. I'm saying I lost that real quick growing <laughs> up. Real quick. You got to learn. You got to lose that real quick <laughs> growing up. Where I grew no, up. I had it at like 16, 17. Right. Right. Your 14, whole life. 13, 12, 11, 10. But that's. I mean. But to like be around Christians and to be like, it's like, oh, we're not finna be like fighting. We just gotta. Yeah. Like, it was real. It was real weird. We for just me. gotta evangelize now and fight devils. <laughs> You're right. Fight the enemy. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was real weird for me at first. I was like, yeah, I don't want to fight. Sometimes, like sometimes people disrespect me. It's like, no, nah, like it's another way to. Turn the other cheek. Yeah, turn the other cheek and be that's godly. Kind of, that's kind of thing. I think another good story to tell is about the time your mom saw something in your room. Okay, so <laughs> gets I'm, darker. I'm in my room. I'm probably fourteen or fifteen. I don't know, maybe twelve, thirteen. It's all a blur. I'm thirty three now, and I heard my mother make a screech or a yelp. I don't know. It was like a. It's not a. You know, it's not a scream, but it's not like a hum. It's it's something. And so I come out the room. And she's sitting on her uh, toilet with her hands in her, her or her head in her hands, like kind of like this type thing. And looking all, uh, what's the word? Uh, Disheveled. Burdened. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? And she was like, do you really want me to tell you? Real slavish. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, why would you say it that way? Of course <laughs> I want you to tell me now. Yeah. And so... I was like, uh, she was like, basically that she saw a demon, what looked like, she didn't say, I don't know if she even said the word demon, but she saw a figure that was five feet tall. He said it was all black. His skin was like leathery or like reptilian, real skinny. And she said his hands were, my my door was like, my door was kind of cracked. And Mm. she was like, she saw his fingers come through the door, him peek at her, and then go back inside my room. Oof. And that's why she screeched or whatever. And so from that point on, it was just really hard for me to go Ooh. to sleep at night. I'm pretty sure if you were 13 <laughs> years old. Because it's like, oh, I got demons in here. Like wow. straight spirits. He straight he- he, why did I want to know why did he peek out? Like, oh, going back home now. I think home. <laughs> I mean, he I lived guess, in your room. I guess to to sh- it's so many questions I have surrounding that story. It's like one, how did he get there? Two, why did she see him? Three, why did he manifest in the way that he did? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's just so many things because it wasn't like he was lurking around the entire house. It was literally just my room. So, as a teenager, how did you feel after she told you that? I didn't know how to feel. It just felt like, oh, I'm just going to sleep with the lights on and the TV on. And Because and even now, you know, like yeah. I can't sleep in rooms without some type of light or sound. And I honestly... When I'm that, gone. Yeah. I, I think I think situations like that is a part of that reason. It's just this constant, I need to be aware of what's around me. And so it's like, if somebody's not in the room with me, I'm not comfortable. Wow. And it might be that. That's hmm. deep. Epiphany. 
So I'm assuming therapy session. I'm assuming mm-hmm. the the demon was in the room just because demons are they they have domain and they have liberty where darkness and sin exists. And so I wasn't a Christian. Mm. I was not living in the domain of light. I was not loving Jesus. And I was opening myself up to all types of demonic stuff. Pornography is demonic. Yeah, it is. And I watch it all the time. I love demonic music and I listen to it all the time. Like I was I was in a world of darkness, but I also had a call. And I think they might have been aware of that. And so them being in my world was probably just them trying to continue to oppress me and make me a slave to all the things. But at the same time, here I am a Christian. So it's like preaching the gospel. It's only so much power they have. Oof, that's a word. That's a very encouraging. It started off dark and ended up light. (laughs) That was great. She's seen a few demons in her day. And my, my mom ain't even in church. That's the thing people don't realize. She's wow. not like in church. Yeah. And so for her to see it is actually even more interesting because it's not like she is wow. out here in spiritual warfare classes. Wow. The spiritual world is such a, is such a mystery because yeah. um, we just don't really understand how much is around us every day of our lives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so stories like that is, uh, it's, it's kind of creepy, but it's also like equally encouraging to know that God had a plan for your life Yeah. back then. And you know, wow. Yeah. So what's the last story? I feel like it gotta be a, a good one. Uh, you know, because yeah, I think the last story should be, should, 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 uh, involve like the lifestyle that God is t- taking you from, because I know people have heard you talk about the lifestyle that God is taking you from as, as far as being and homosexual lifestyle and all of that, but I don't think you they they know like detailed stories. So give us one well, good detail story. My book kind of says everything. So this story is in the book. So anybody that's read Gay Girl, Good God will be familiar with it. Um, but me articulating it, I think, can add color to it. So what happened was I was with my girlfriend at the time, and we used to stay at this uh, motel to you know do things and like smoke and all that. And so we were in the lobby. I don't remember. I don't know why we were in the lobby, but we were in the lobby. And there was this guy who was really big, like six foot something, 200 something pounds. I don't know. He just looked like he he's he ate a lot and like <laughs> had a thick neck, you know, like thick <laughs> forearm type guy. Right. Like he ate meatloaf for, for breakfast. And so he was like mad at the hostess for some reason and like angry like peak angry to the point of i didn't know if he was a little borderline off like unhinged Calm, not happy yeah and i was just like he's either about to fight or he's about to shoot i don't know what he's about to do but all i could think to myself was i can't protect either of us so was he going off on the hostess the people it was was, it's an awkward situation he's going off on people but he's going through the lobby like going behind into their offices so he's reckless oh wow he was kind of like crazy a little bit yeah like he going behind the counter and looking for people oh wow and so in my mind i'm like i can't fight this dude for me and I definitely can't fight him for you. But I think the Lord in that circumstance, low key, high key, was actually like breaking into two realities, which is I am in this 
world where I'm, where I'm living this illusion of being male or masculine. I'm presenting as a man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm affectionate towards my girlfriend as a man. I'm treated with the respect in the gay community as someone who has this kind of masculine self. And we've talked about all the things about being a tomboy and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's like in this moment, I knew I was a woman. And it's not like I didn't know I was a woman, but I knew I was vulnerable and I was weak and I wanted and needed somebody to protect me. And I could not protect her and I could not protect myself. And it was just weird where it was like the Lord was using it to be like, this is not who you are. Yeah. Like, this is not how I made you. This is not how I created you. So at the, and at the same time, I'm over here trying to act hard <laughs> and trying to act like, you know, I got this all together, but I don't. Yeah. We need to go. We need to deep. leave. We need and, to call a cab. And I think that's, I think that's good. And I think that's deep because I think some people might hear this and say, well, there's some men who might be in that situation and not, and, and not, you know, they're not able to like, you know, help in the way that their woman, yada, yada. But I think particularly for you in this situation, uh, you were trying to be somebody that God didn't create you to be. I yeah. think that's the that the, the Lord main. was using it specifically for you yeah. to speak to my gender and my biology mm-hmm. and how God had made me to exist and be and how I was functioning completely opposite of that, yeah. which was not reality. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So. And so what you say? I can't protect you. Did you did you communicate that to your girlfriend or you just not? No, you got it again. The same way I found a way out of no way when it came to that fight, I found a way to be like, oh, we just we just finna go get breakfast. (laughs) Come on, let's just go. This stuff dead over here anyways. He tripping. Basically, you got to find an alternative Come on. to keep up the facade. You grabbed the arm real hard. Come on, we, we put it lead. Yeah, it was all a sham. That's good, though. That's a good story. Well, that was a good story time with Jackie Hill Perry. That was, that was really great and entertaining. Thanks. A lot of tears. Good Thanks. tears. Good job, babe. We're done now. Adios. Peace. 30 Minutes with the Perrys is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. Edited by Angie Elkins. Video recording and audio production by Kim Powell. Artwork by Hop and music by Swoop. Join us on Patreon for early access to With the Perry's episodes and other exclusives. You got two options. You can go to www.patreon.com forward slash with the Perry's or just go ahead, scroll. You'll find the link in our show notes. We are the Perry's. Thank y'all for listening. Now go with God. Go with God.